Hey everybody, welcome to Raven's House of Horror. I'm Raven here bringing you the review on the 2012 Cockneys vs. Zombie. It's a little British horror, zombie horror, which I love. I watched it five or six times, so I figured, like, why not just do a review on it? So, as always, I'm going to start off with the synopsis and the cast and give you my thoughts on the movie. So, the synopsis is a gang of bank robbers fight their way out of a zombie infested London simple and easy and that's the plot basically right to the T the cast we has Rasmus who plays Terry Andy's brother and then we have Harry Treadaway who plays Andy Terry's brother they're two slackers with like odds and end jobs that was raised by their hard-nosed marine grandfather of course their parents died young so they do a little backdrop story on that real quick and towards the middle of the movie so you'll get a little figure it out a little bit and then we have Michelle Ryan, who plays Kate or Katie. Terry's and Andy's cousin. She's a locksmith. It's a cute girl. And she helps them out when they need it. And then we have Ashley Thomas, who plays Mental Mickey or Mental Mike. He's crazy with a metal plate in his head. And he lives in a storage unit with a bunch of guns. So if that don't make you crazy, I don't know what does. Then we have Jack Dolan, who plays Dave Tubinitz. If I even pronounce that last name right. He's a local criminal robber which who they hire to help them out which is a friend but you know um andy and terry they're on the straight and narrow raised by their grandfather he would be very disappointed knowing they're gonna rob a bank and they, but they have kind of a reason good reason for it but it depends on your morals but they, to them they had a good reason but um dave dave sometimes they call him a davy in the movie he's like a local bank robber or grocery store robber or some kind of local London robber but he's made fun of because he went to hold up a grocery store and then the woman he was holding up was a cute woman and he wound up trying to get her number and then she winds up taking the gun from him and holding him up until the cops come so he's made fun of about that and then we have a Georgia King who plays Emma she's a hostage from the bank and then we have Tony Gardner who plays Clive he's a hostage from the bank too he's, he's a worker and kind of a douchebag. You won't feel sorry for him in the movie. And last but not least, we have Alan Ford. He's like a legend out in London. He plays Ray, Terry and Andy's tough old granddad who served in the British Marines. And so now we did synopsis and give you a glimpse of who's in it. And there's some others that's in it, but they don't name really. I only do the mains that's around most of the movie. Don't really need to do the side characters. So if you, you know, if I ever bring up any other names or talk about anybody else, that's the reason why I just do the mains. So my thoughts on the story, like, I'll just go through it real quick. Like the story, it takes place in East London where two brothers, Terry and Allen, they're slackers, like I said, they just try to get by with odds and end jobs. They take care of their, not even really take care of their grandfather. They check in on him because he basically take care of himself and he helps protect and watch the people in the old folks home where he's at. So that's what he, his story is. Ray hates being called, you know, granddad because, like I said, he's a tough old military bastard, and he just hates being. And he says, like, being called granddad is for old folks. And he don't consider himself old. And Alan and Terry, like, they aren't criminals, but you know, they overhear their granddad talking to a developer saying that they're gonna destroy the old folks' home in like two, three months if they don't get ten thousand dollars. And so that's the reason why they want to rob a bank. So they had to hire a local criminal, Davy, and the locksmith, their cousin Katie, and then crazy 
mental Mike with the guns because they had no guns. You know, they don't want to use guns and hold and shoot anybody because they're not bad people, but who knows what's going to happen with mental Mike being there. So, like I, so the fun begins after they pick up everybody and they start arguing, trying to get along, and they go into the bank dressed up as construction workers, and then the fun goes from there when they actually show themselves saying, we're robbing the bank, this and that, and then the lady already at the bank already hit the button, so they're having a shootout with the cops, which they didn't want to. They're not shooting, but mental Mike, of course, is. But next thing you know, they run back inside the bank. Then next thing you know, a zombie apocalypse happens. And this certain things, like this part of it, of the movie, didn't, they didn't need to do to me. They took Emma and Clive as a hostage, even though they were they added to the movies, which was pretty fun and funny, while they kept them ha- hostage. But they didn't really need them because nobody cared about the money in the bank no more. They either was dead or they left. The cops were basically all dead or gone. So military was trying to come in and control things. So nobody cared about this money. But um, except Clive, really, he said, I'm taking all your faces. I'm taking this and that. Like, you wouldn't think you say that. If you want to survive, you're not trying to threaten them. Saying, even though none of them are killers, but they don't know that. But you see Mental Mike. I mean, would you say anything like that to him? And when you watch the movie, you understand what I'm talking about. He's off his rockets, and it's funny, too. But as they make their way to safety, they're trying to find a place to hide out at from the zombie apocalypse and, and how to divvy up the money because they stole $2.5 million. And... And there's no real spoilers. I'm not going to give away, but Mental Mike does get bit in the movie. And he gets bit in a stupid way because a, a lady's coming with a stroller. So he kills the lady because she's a, a zombie, but he picks up the baby. And the baby is um normal. Then it turns right at a zombie right in front of his face. And this is a funny part. He takes the baby and punk kicks his ass into a billboard. <laughs> that was just funny. And then he's playing around with the zombies, and that's how he winds up getting bit. And then later on, he did turn, and it's a funny way how they do kill him. But what we, right before they kill him, he takes Emma and Clive as a hostage of his own and have them tied up. And they he winds up turning while they're um, tied up, and he, they call for help. And the rest of the crew, you know, comes down and help them because they already know Mental Mike is crazy and he was going to turn. But they didn't want to kill him until he officially turned. So while they disposed of Mental Mike, which is a funny way. If when you watch it, you'll see it. And they figure out what they're gonna do now, where they're gonna go. So they became cool with Emma, you know. So they, she wanted to go check and see her mother's okay. But before that even happened, Clive, the douchebag, and trust me, you'll see the movie. You're like, he's a douchebag. He gets what's coming to him. Then after that, like I said, if they go check out Emma's house, it was too late to help the mom. So they wind up going to the old folks' home, but they needed weapons. So where can they go to get weapons? Mental Mike storage. So they went there. They found a bigger vehicle because they know if they save the old folks, there's a bunch of them there. So they got this like bus trolley thing to go over there. And that's when another fun part ensues when they're over there trying to help the older people. But the older people didn't need the help. They started defending themselves on their own. And, you know, Ray took in charge. Like I said, he's a big, he's not a big guy, but he's a military tough old bastard. And, you know, they, they were holding their own. And there's some funny, he has some funny one-liners like, one of the guys there said, they're vampires. We need crosses and crucifix and wooden stakes and Christopher Lee. He's like, they don't know goddamn, well, I'm not using the language he used, but it was funny. Like, they're goddamn zombies. It's it's a funny part, trust me, when if you watch the movie. And um, so after um, they make it there, they're on their way to help out the older folks. That's a good scene. There's a lot of killing, a lot of fighting, and there's a lot of good 
blood and gore, even though some of it's CGI, but it's well done CGI. It's not too like corny. And there's a lot of funny one-liners, especially from Ray, the grandfather. And they sometimes they, they talk that, that language, that Cockney language, which is like that hard, tough British accent. Sometimes you may not understand. You might have to rewind or put on the subtitles, but it's funny when they do speak it. You know, not making fun of the language or anything, but it is funny if you're like American and you're listening to it. So like I said, there's a lot of good fight scenes and good guns, splattered brains and stuff like that. So it was easier for the older people to survive, even though some of them didn't, because there's the, these are the slow-moving zombies, not the fast, ravenous ones. And like I said, this is a real fun movie. I laughed a little bit. Not like belly aching laugh, but I laughed here and there throughout. I never got bored. Like I said, it's an action, comedy, horror. So it is fun. And um, like I said, Mr. Ford, Ray, the grandfather, he's a delight to watch. He's a main spot in the movie. And like I said, if you don't take it seriously, you just sit back and enjoy it. I think you'll love it. Like, And another good part of the movie is the end scene when they battle out the old folks home and go to the the pier to fight their way to get out on the boat, which is another good scene. And they actually could continue this movie as a part two because I do see this as a, uh, a, cult, a cult classic down the line. And it was way better than I expected. And there's a lot of good fun kills. So I definitely give this a... Give this a go. I give this three and a half Raven Wings and definitely give it a watch. And before I go, I'll write a, I'll listen. I listened to some stuff they did after the movie and they had a, you know, a couple of good trivia stuff and I'll, write, I'll listen to a few. I won't bore you with everything. But one of them is that uh, the film, the filmmakers appeal quite extensively via local newspaper in and around London for volunteers to play zombies. So they, for some reason, they had problems trying to find zombies, but they put it in like all the newspaper all around London. And um, here's another one. The character of Ray was especially written for Alan Ford to play, and it was good. They, he did an amazing job playing it. Like I said, he was a bright spot in the movie. And an extra scene with the vultures that are seen at the start of the movie was Nick's. Of course, the vultures were very expensive to rent. Um, what else? The bank was actually a library, and we dressed for a, we dressed as a bank. Hold on, let me reread that. The bank was actually a library that was we dressed for the use in the movie. Didn't know that. I like these little back scene things that you usually won't know unless you go looking for it. And um. Here's another one. Several extras who play zombies in the movie sent audition videos of themselves portraying zombies of themselves in the film. So eh, I'll give you a few more. An earlier draft of the screenplay had a zombie dog in it. And Daryl, who has two characters in the early draft of the script, was cut out of one. And that was it. There's a few more good ones, but you can always look them up if you want to hear some more trivia and they got some quotes and stuff. But I won't bore you with the quotes because I'll take away from the movie. But thanks for listening. Like I said, if you ever want to got any movies suggest, come hit me up on my Instagram. You can hit me at Ravens underscore horror. And then my podcast Instagram is Ravens underscore house of horror. And on my Facebook, I'm not on Facebook, but I do have a horror group on there. And I do go in every day and chat with people because I got a few thousands there. Like they put movies down and horror things. So it's called House of Symmetry, H-A-U-S of Symmetry. And it is a fun community, and um, I'm blended in with a lot of other different communities of horror that 
it's a fun fun community to get if you're into horror so check that out on facebook house of symmetry h-a-u-s of symmetry and i'm gonna have some tiktok stuff coming on of video clips of one of what movies i do and do not review just in case you want to know how i feel about certain things and i'll give you my handle on that when i post that i'm going to create a page for that and thanks for listening and next week we'll have some more good fun movies for you raven is out